Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. But first, I have got to talk uh, to someone today on the show because there's so much going on with the Metro Blue Line Extension. It's coming to our community, and it's going to happen in 2030, and it's going to extend the light rail beyond Target Field uh, Station, which is now the end of the line. Uh, This new 13-mile track is going to go through the North Loop, cross Interstate 94, then go through North Minneapolis, and then to Robbinsdale, Crystal, and end in Brooklyn Park. And I know y'all saying you just talked about this like last month, right? Um, I was on vacation with my family for Christmas and there was some brouhaha going on. And I was like, what is happening? What's going on with this new blue line extension project that's coming um, to the north side of Minneapolis? And and the reason that it touches me so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is because my church is there. So a lot of people who are going to be impacted by this live there. We sit on the same pew in the same row as them. And if they're impacted, guess what? All of us are being impacted. And so I've got to get to the bottom of this. I've got to figure out what's going on. I want to talk to the planners uh, of this uh, blue line to hear what the community is saying. Uh, They've got these uh, community outreach coordinators. and, And these people have been hired to listen and 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 make sure that they answer the questions and and give feedback to folks who are being impacted, who are afraid, who don't want this to be Rondo 2.0. And so I invited uh, Joanna Ocasio uh, Mazane to the show. She is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Miss Joanna, thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness, Miss Shaletta, it's my honor. Um, shout out to you first and foremost. I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I have to ask you, because 
this is the thing about me. Uh, because I work at the radio station, people don't think I know everything, and I don't. <laughs> and so when I go to church, people have valid concerns in North Minneapolis about the Blue Line extension. And so they're coming to me, which means that I have to then come to you and ask you, what is going on? Now, you're an outreach coordinator. Uh, what kind of job is that? What do you do? Do you live or work on this line? Do you own your own business in the neighborhood? Oh, man. So, uh, Ms. Shaletta, first and foremost, I've been with Metro Transit for 13 years and change. Um, and I have focused on uh, Minneapolis, primarily North Minneapolis. So I know my way around just a little bit. Okay. Uh, I actually don't live on the Blue Line extension, but I do live on the Green Line extension, or on the Green Line, uh, which is within, uh, I live within walking distance of the uh, Rice Street Station. Oh, okay. Right. I know exactly what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. ma'am. Now, tell me this. You're an outreach coordinator. How do you do the outreach? Are you knocking on folks' doors? Uh, are you uh, setting up meetings? Is it a, is, are you cold calling? How do you hear from the community uh, about what they want with this project? All of the above and then some. Uh, we physically go out door to door and talk to people. If we can't get a hold of people, we leave notices on their door with our contact information, a summary of the project, uh, typically a, a timeline. Uh, we chat with people over the phone. People can communicate with me via email at any time. I do respond to emails on the weekend. <laughs> um, we set up community meetings. Uh, one popular spot uh, that we use is um the theater over north minneapolis oh yes capri theater it yeah. is beautiful uh shout out to dennis spears for making that place available to the community yes yeah love the capri uh yeah but we go all over the place uh since the project you know spans from uh north loop to north minneapolis to uh robbinsdale to crystal to brooklyn park we're all over the place all over the place. Okay, now talk to me about this because, you know, on on one end of town and in one newspaper, you're hearing one thing. Uh, folks say they don't want it, they don't like it, they're afraid of it. On one end of town, you're hearing this is the best thing that's going to happen. It's a once in a, a, a generational opportunity to bring uh, great mass rapid transit to a community that is typically um, underserved and um, transportation insecure. You are out there on the front line. I need to ask you, what are you hearing from the people in the community? Okay, so honest answers only. Uh, I hear a vast mixture um, of concerns, of support, of, you know, support with concerns. Um, People have every right to feel how they feel about this project. It's impacting them directly. It's impacting where they shop. It's impacting where their children play. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a wide, a, it, it, there's a variation of um, questions, comments, uh, things of that nature. Now, this is the one thing that I appreciate about what you are doing with your job, Miss Joanna, is that you're asking questions. Mm-hmm. You're responding to folks. You check email on a Saturday, which is why you here. I work on a Saturday. There's no way for you to check email on a Saturday if uh, you know you. So I know you're telling the truth about that part. But but yes. but this is the question I want to know. Um, in the past, mm-hmm. when when big transportation um, things happen, you know, like I, I just can't stop thinking about 94. Yes, came and plowed through 
Rondo in St. Paul. This was a nationally known, strong, historic, middle-class African-American community with dozens of business owners and a legacy that everybody across the nation knew about. And it destroyed that. Yeah. I, I just want to know, but because they never asked. It's like the, the black people were told, you just got to move. You just got to mm-hmm. get up and go. And nobody knew what was coming until they saw it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to me about your role as an outreach coordinator. Like, is it meant to keep history from repeating itself and, and give the community a actual say so in what's happening? Absolutely. You know, so I'm going to say this as, you know, uh, a woman of color and not as, you know, um, an employee of Metro Transit. Um, The government has a history of decision making without um, being inclusive of, of, of people of color, people who are his, historically disenfranchised. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, I have seen it with my own eyes. I've witnessed it. I've, I've experienced it. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just be transparent and say that <laughs> and put that on the shelf for a moment. Uh, yes, you know, I, I think that what we're trying to do is we are, you know, once again, trying to uh, incorporate our decision-making um, with the feedback from the communities that were going to be affected. We want to make um, a decision with the people, not for the people. Um, uh, History shows that that has not worked well in the past. Um, It's caused more damage than it's done good. And in order to create a, a product that works for people, we need their input. Period. Okay. Okay. Hold on, because we got to take a break. I have more questions because what I want to know is when you go out in the community and you're having these meetings and you're talking to these people and you're getting this feedback via email, what then do you do with that information? We're going to talk more with Joanna Ocasio-Mezene when we come back. It is 1222. You are listening to the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. You ever uh, go somewhere and they have those little suggestion boxes on the wall and you fill out a little slip or a little sheet and you slide it into the hole with the lock on it and you wonder, will anybody ever see that? Is anybody going to read that? Is there going to be any change made? And so that's the question I have to pose to Joanna Ocasio-Mazene. She is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. We're continuing our discussion from uh, the last break where we were talking about uh, the outreach coordinators with the new Metro Transit uh, Blue Line Extension Project. And you, uh, Joanna, explained to us so well that People have an open invitation to respond to you, to reach out to you, to come to you at these community meetings, to talk about this project and what they want and what they don't want, their fears, their frustrations, as well as their celebrations, um, and and them being just excited, some of them, that finally we get something like this in our community. Because I've, I've heard it all, just like you're hearing it all. But what I have to wonder is, is what are y'all doing with the comments that you get? Yes, good question. Thank you. So let me just give you an example. Uh, When the route was proposed to run through a certain portion of Lindale, um, there were folks in that specific neighborhood that were opposed to it. They just didn't want it 
they had their reasoning, um, and they were vocal about it. Uh, we didn't try to stifle their voices. We didn't try to convince them otherwise. We had to have an open dialogue with these folks. And guess what happened? We ended up having to change our plans entirely and reroute um, the proposed alignment and ended up deciding on 21st when people um, on a strip of West Broadway, you know, voiced their opinion and said, you know, we don't think this is what's best, um, you know, for our community in this patch and so forth. So I want people to know, I want to encourage people to give their feedback. None of this is in stone yet. Um, the way that we develop these lines is primarily based on, you know, community feedback. If the community doesn't want it, we can't do it. Uh, which leads me to say that we also want to be open-minded and fair to the people who are um, in support of the alignment. We want to hear from everybody. And, you know, sometimes uh, the squeaky wheel tends to get the oil in, in certain situations, but we want to make sure that across the board, we have the majority vote on whatever it is that we're doing. Okay. Now, and, and that's the thing that, that I, um, you know, because the people want to make sure that the community wants to feel like this is happening for them and not to them because it happened yeah. to Rondo. Right. Yeah. It happened to Olson. If we really want to go all the way back, how are how are you making sure that people understand that the work that you're doing is happening for them and not to them? Sure. Um, you know, community outreach has a big a large amount to do with it. You know, we go out, not only do we talk to people, um, we provide them plans. We show them what this project is physically going to look like. Um, we collaborate with Juxtaposition Arts in North Minneapolis. Um, those young adults have been wonderful about building us models um, to show where the train is going to run, what the alignment's going to look like, what it's going to cut through, what it's going to serve. And a lot of times I think that those visuals help people better understand how this is going to affect their community. Because you can throw plans at people and use big words all day long, but that's not outreach. No, no, it's not. Because it's, you're talking over somebody's head that's going to make them not trust you. That's going to make that's them not believe you. That's going to make them feel like, um, you know, they don't even have the right questions because they don't even know what the answer is that you just gave them. Now, um, and I tell people this all the time um, because I, I work a lot with families who have uh, children with special needs. And yeah. I tell them that change is disruptive. Even yeah. good change yeah. is disruptive. If you leave your abusive husband... That's mm -hmm. change. That's good change. Right. But it's disruptive. Right. Yeah. If you take your autistic child out of a school that is not serving them and put them somewhere new, even though it's a good change, that is disruption. You got to go to a new school, learn the new teachers. All of this yeah. stuff has to happen. And, and 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 this is going to create disruption. Some of the buildings and businesses that will have to go make way for the line. There's a lot of noise yeah. out there about that. But I know people who. Uh, like you said, are in support of this. Talk to me about it because, you know, you are close to finalizing the recommended route. So I guess now yeah. is really the time for people to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I do want to say this, especially about the North Minneapolis portion. One of the largest concerns that we have um, is not that there's going to be a light rail there, but that there's already such limited parking for the businesses in North Minneapolis. That has 
historically been an issue. You know, people have to park on the street right on West Broadway, even though, you know, it's posted that there's no parking from 2 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. I am guilty of this, okay? (laughs) I just dodged a ticket because I was unloading my car uh, at the Capri and, you know, the the people stopped by and said, hey, you know, you can't do that. I'll ticket you next time. Um, But if this is a concern, be boisterous, be loud about it. Um, Don't let it die out. Don't let the conversation die out. Um, We're aware that there has to be some accommodation for uh, parking in North Minneapolis, and we're working on it um, along with Hennepin County to try to figure out, okay, what can we do to keep parking or increase parking and have this line run through the community successfully? Okay, now we talked about people being able to get to you, people being uh, able to connect with you, um, and my phone right now is charging, but I'm I'm looking on the floor and everybody is lighting me up like, you ain't told me how I can connect with her. So before you go, can you please tell us how folks can connect with you, people who are in North Minneapolis who listen to this show that I attend church with, that I'm in community with, how can they get in touch with you to voice their concerns or uh, get some more information or find out when the next meeting is because they want to be there. Yes, thank you. Uh, so, you know, I could give you, like, our long website. It's, uh-uh, um, girl, don't do that. <laughs> give us something easy. Give us a phone number because folks is driving. I hate when people do that to me. I'm like, I'm not going to write all right. that down. Yes. All of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. So um, a couple of things. You can always contact me directly. I'm at uh, 612-227-5915. Okay, hold um, on. Say that again. 612. Yeah. <laughs> 227-5915. Okay. Um, folks can always contact me. Uh, I answer. I respond to voicemail. Um, you can also go to, uh, you could just Google Metro Blue Line Extension. And you can uh, click on the outreach tab, and that will take you to all of the outreach coordinators. So don't bombard me specifically if you're not Minneapolis or Brooklyn Park. We do have other outreach coordinators for uh, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and then another portion of North Minneapolis. Any of those folks would love to listen to your concerns, do a presentation, show you uh, role plots. Whatever it is that you need, we're here for you. Well, I thank you so much for being on the show and for taking the time on a Saturday um, to make sure that the folks who listen to me and trust me um, get the information that they need about this project. Thank you so much for being here and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. You as well. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.